welcome to Influence Now podcast. I'm your host, Justin Kraft. Today we have Jeff Cisneros, founder of Sparta Combat League, also known as SCL, one of the biggest combat leagues, MMA leagues in the world now, across nine states, two countries, TV deals. He's also got a media company, a supplement company, part owner in a gym these days. We talked to him about what it's like to be an entrepreneur in today's world and how he got started. Um, I, I want to start today, actually. Uh, I, I've known you for years, Jeff. Right. And uh, give us a little bit of a bio, who you are, how SCL started. Sure. Um, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Sparta Combat League is a MMA league that um, started locally in Colorado and now has branched out, I believe, nine yeah, states. Yeah, nine states. And uh, we're, we're going to break through internationally this year. But I um, hope everybody's having a wonderful, blessed morning. Um, you know, my name's Jeff. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur. Uh, I grew up here in Denver. Um, I grew up you know, poor and in a broken home. And it inspired me at a young age to basically pursue my dreams at all costs. So I've been a full-time entrepreneur now for 20 years. I'm 38 years old. And uh, actually on St. Patty's Day was the day that I got my license. So uh, my entrepreneur career is old enough to have a drink with me this year. So it'll be 21 years uh, next Saturday. But yeah, I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, you know, and uh, started with a supplement company. And uh, and then in March of 2010, we launched Sparta Combat League, uh, you know, an MMA promotion that's now a boxing promotion kickboxing promotion we kind of house it all under one roof now okay and, and tell us a little bit more because you've been an entrepreneur for a long time so right digging back into a little bit of the story of SEO and how, how it existed um, give us a little bit of like you know whether it was growing up or when did you discover you were an entrepreneur take us all the way through um, kind of the metamorphosis of SCL, where sure. that came from. Yeah, I know you used to sell, I mean, it was crazy back right. like 10, 15 years ago, whenever it was. Yeah. You used to sell uh, supplements. I actually bought some supplements out of you when you were selling them out of the back of your car at the yep. gym. Yep. Um, and that's how we know each other um, originally. Yeah. So give us a little bit of a story of how that it came from that to what it is now. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, it started when I was a young kid, and um, there used to be this guy that owned a local baseball card shop up on the corner of 80th and Federal. And I would go in there every day and I would harass him to let me sell baseball cards at school for him. And he would not do it. He would not do it. And then finally, after about seven months, he's like, you're a pain in the butt. I'm going to let you do this. And I killed it for him. And it was awesome. And uh, I got that first taste for sales. And I loved it, doing something I loved, you know, and passion. And so, you know, I believe I was always entrepreneurial minded. Uh, you know, I had a, a, a candy and pop business. And then we were talking earlier, it was, it's funny, frowned upon. So, you know, don't show your children this part. But I actually got suspended in seventh grade because I was running a, a dice game after school program um, that was pretty popular with all the kids, yeah. <laughs> but not the principal. Yeah, the principal you know? didn't like you too much. Yeah, he didn't like it. Um, and then, you know, I was 17. I, uh, I started working for EAS, Experimental Applied Sciences. That's Bill Phillips had it and it was huge and they were based out here in Golden Colorado and I just had a part-time job there basically being on you know on the phone like an operator handling handling calls and I was like man I can do this and literally like just a couple weeks before my uh, 18th birthday I went off and launched uh, Rock Hard Nutrition and uh, we always talk about it. that's when I became a trunk hustler I took the $500 I had and I bought product and I went to gyms. That's where I met you. You know, I, I sold, I sold stuff to you and to everybody else in there and it kind of evolved. But then unfortunately in June of 2007, we went through the economic collapse and you know, luxury items are like one of the first things to go. And so the business really started to tank. So in no November of 2009, I sold that business for pennies on the dollar 
to another company and uh, I was living in this one little one bedroom apartment with my girlfriend at the time and um, had enough money to pay off my credit card debt basically and nothing else and and so I was at a coffee shop with a friend and he's like what are you going to do next I was like well I'm going to start our own supplement line that we manufacture and it's going to be called Spartan Labs um, and that had always been a goal and a dream many years before then anyway <clears throat> but he's like how are you going to market it and launch it and I'm like well I'm going to create an MMA promotion because uh, mixed martial arts is exploding right now and we'll use that as the platform to kind of take it and um, our first event was army versus marines and it was a huge home run but what I didn't realize at the time is that that event is a standalone event and still is to this day and you know that's what we're taking to Pepsi Center but it uh, we came back and we lost all our money in the next three events again and so it was like starting from ground zero so uh, me and my girlfriend, who's now my wife, we got a game plan together. We restructured it and we built it up. And uh, we went from doing like two events to three events to six to 10 to 12 to 18 to 30 last year. And this year we're doing 42 in nine states and two countries. And uh, next year we're going to make our East Coast invasion and we're planning for over 50 events in the entire U.S. And hopefully we're, you know, it, it ha in even into Europe a little further. And we're talking about South America as well. So. And it's it's even it's even gotten to the point too where I mean you you've niched yourself too you've been yeah. able to, we'll get a little bit into what that product niche is but you've actually niched this um, surprisingly enough because it is right. a market that's fairly saturated with a lot absolutely of different, a, lot of, a lot of different promoters and boxing and everything else and you've been able to niche and figure out new ideas and new ways of doing business and we'll get into a little bit that of that in a minute here I want to ask you though. Because this is one of my favorite questions I ask entrepreneurs. Did you right. manifest this and have a vision of this before it became what it became today? And has it become what you thought it was going to be? You know, I'll be honest. With Sparta Combat League, it's um, it's gone from the start. I never manifested that we would be here, that we would be a national brand, and that we would be on TV. But, you know, growing up, I had a strong self-belief in myself that I was going to be ultra successful in something. Honestly, I always thought it was going to be the fitness industry. And it had always been a dream of mine to own a gym. And uh, it just didn't look like it was going to happen because Sparta Combat League was exploding at the time. Uh, for the last three years, we've just been on this, like, exponential growth I mean it's been insane and and uh, and and I was you know like I said I just believed that I was gonna be super successful at something I, I didn't know really what it was I thought I'd be in the fitness industry and the promotion has just started taking off like wildfire but it was five years ago that I looked at this and me and my wife talked and I'm like this thing's gonna be huge like we have we have potential being a global brand and then uh, you know Last year, an opportunity to buy this gym came up, and uh, you know, a few weeks ago, we just closed on it. So ultimately, I did get my dream of being in the fitness industry. So having having said all that, and now being actually having a gym, which was a dream of yours as well, so right. realizing all these different dreams now, it's coming yeah. at ten years of hard work. Right. Um, so you know, people see the glamorous part, right? But oh they don't yeah. See the negative part. <laughs> we talk about it all the time. <laughs> people see public glory, but never the private struggle. And you know, a lot of the struggles that. Um, entrepreneurs go through as you know is uh, you know loneliness you feel like a failure um, you have no money you're you know robbing Peter to pay Paul and multiple businesses uh, to make sure everything's covered and uh, it's it's stressful and people don't see that but you know we don't go you don't go out to the public and and be like feel sorry for me you know because these are the life that we choose and ultimately at the end of the day for me one of the biggest things was <clears throat> you know during 9-11 and the MC Worldcom thing you had people that dedicated 30 years of their life to a company to wake up and find out they had nothing they had been frauded mm -hmm. so you know at the end of the at the end of time 
whatever I have, I, I would have built and whatever I don't is my fault as well. And, you know, as cliche as it sounds, um, it, it's really not about the money. It's uh, I'm out, I'm in pursuit of a legacy for my family and my girls. You know, I want to build that empire and uh, be the kind of man that my girls can look up to and be like, you know, our dad worked so hard and our mom did and, and they built this incredible thing because, you know, we don't live forever. So everybody's goal is to try to build something that does. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, we'll get into some of the community focused stuff yeah. too. Uh, because you've had to deal with challenges in your business. So one of, one of the, another one of my favorite questions to ask is what were the biggest challenges to overcome, which you mentioned some of those, but taking that another step further, have you had any negative publicity that has happened as a result of anything that you've done or anything that, that, you know, you thought was a good idea that turned out not to be a good idea. <laughs> yeah. And I'm um, leading you into something here. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's been a ton of it, but one that stands out for me is I've always been a guy with great passion, you know, tons of energy. And I always lead with my heart, which has got me in trouble a few times. And one specifically was, um, uh, you know, a guy I respect a lot in the MMA community here in Colorado, Luke Cladio. He's a former UFC fighter. He's a man of his word. He called me one day and he said, hey, I got uh, I got a favor. He said, I have a client I've been training for five or six years and she needs a fight. And I was like, okay, no problem, you know. Um, and he's like, but there's a catch. And I was like, okay. And he's like, she's 68 years old. And so I kind of like chuckled to myself and I was like, are, wait, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, can you come meet her? So I'm like, absolutely. So I go down and meet Anne and I fall completely in love with her. She steals my heart. She's a cancer survivor. She'd been training for six years. She had done some smokers. So she was actually two and oh in kickboxing fights. Um, but she needed, she needed this to have freedom in her soul. And I am like the worst person that somebody should ask to help pursue a dream because I'm going to do it. And I did it without thinking about it. And, um, you know, we were pretty far along in this mission already. We were getting some national attention and, uh, you know, she got beat up pretty good in, in two rounds, but she came out and she said that it gave her this freedom that she just needed for closure in her life. And when she gave me that hug and whispered that in my ear, even like seeing her with the black eye and everything was like, okay, I did the right thing. Yeah. But I was, I, I can't lie, I was sick to my stomach that whole day leading up. Like, did I do the right thing? Did I not? You know, there was, there was just a ton of support leading up to the fight. That's what was weird. And uh, so anyway, we had to get out that week and get right onto a plane. We were headed to Seattle. We were doing our first show in Seattle at the time. And uh, I was in the shower. And um, I, I had ESPN on and I hear a 68-year-old, you know, grandmother gets uh, beat down in, in Denver, Colorado. And it was like on the, come on, man, are you serious? You know, like one of those segments. And I was like, I hop out of the shower and I'm sitting there watching my phones blowing up. And my friend Danny that we saw in here in the gym earlier today, he's like, dude, you guys are on ESPN. I freaked out, called my attorney. I'm like, what should we do? And he's like, oh. It's already like we just got to do damage control at this time. The video had gone viral and uh, had already approached almost a million views in, in two days. So, you know, the lesson there was um, you, it's all, I always tell people follow your heart, pursue your passion. But if you are trying to build a national brand and be some, you know, and build this massive company, you have to be a little more careful in the things that you do. Yeah. You have to think twice. Yeah. And, and surround yourself. We talked about this before too. Surround yourself with some people that can tell you that's not a good idea. I had plenty of those. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Unfortunately for those people, it's like, uh, Jeff just does whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, but lesson learned. I think yeah. for all of us that are entrepreneurs, we all have that problem. Yeah. We, we want to go out there and, and think with our hearts too often. And yeah. We just, sometimes we just jump right in and we do stuff. Yeah. And it's not necessarily the best thing to do. No, but I, I also will say too is like being that ultra type A personality entrepreneur, um, if I didn't do a lot of the things that I did that everybody else told me was crazy, we wouldn't be here. You know, uh, Sparta, the Sparta as a brand's now four companies would not be where we are had I not done a lot of those bold, you know, those bold, crazy ideas that everybody told me I was out of my mind. So. Yeah. And speaking of bold and crazy ideas, so that leads us into some of the marketing conversation and, right. and what it means to market a company like this and how you take, like, what advice would you give to other entrepreneurs when they're, when they're first starting out and how, how did you get to where you are and what marketing hacks and what marketing did you do right. knowing money was definitely an issue at the beginning sure. to where you are now and what you're able to do now with the money and things like that. Yeah. I mean, we literally had no money when we started and social media was free. Um, it's funny. Have you ever, uh, we always talk about this with other entrepreneurs and dream chasers. Have you ever been in a moment where a scent reminds you and takes you back to a time, right? Um, you know, last summer I was out on the backyard uh, with my girls and, and on the deck and I caught, like there was a wind and I caught a whiff of like um, stale soda in a can. And it made me remember like I used to wait in the apartment complex until midnight and everybody would go to sleep and I would dumpster dive for cans to um, save cans to, to make ends meet, you know, at the time. And and it was crazy. And, and like a lot of the way I grew up and things like that, I was really ultra embarrassed about. But then ultimately I was like, this is my story. This is gonna inspire somebody else that's going through tough times to see like that they can do it too. So literally, um, Justin, I went door to door to all these gyms and I told the, I told the gym coaches and the fighters, like, this is my vision. This is what I believe Sparta is going to become. This is what I want to do in the community. And uh, honestly, right out of the gate, uh, two of Colorado's biggest stars at the time, Josh Copeland, who went on to UFC, and Adam Stroop, who is a rising, uh, he's still a relevant name here. They, um, they came over and that kind of gave me my breakthrough. And so I had... Uh, the biggest star on Sparta Combat League, which was this little promotion. Nobody could figure it out, but um, that was huge for us. And then just social media, like, you know, Facebook and anything that we could do back there. I think MySpace even was like the cool, the cool tool back then to like talk about my business and what we were doing. So we, we basically just went through um, horrific financial issues uh many times um i still can't even look at ramen noodles and it's funny because my girls love them and i can't stomach them because there was a time where we lived on them for three to four months we have that we actually have that in common when i was younger growing up and it sounds like your youth was very similar to mine uh you know i was living in a trailer park and it was ramen noodles that's what we could afford it's like <laughs> yep. 60 cents for a thing of ramen noodles and yeah you ate yeah uh, absolutely but you know i believe that those tough times uh eventually they, they either make you or break you and in entrepreneurship especially i see a lot of people turn around before the blessing happens and one of the biggest mistakes the, the, the advice i want to always give is people are like you know how did you do it what's it like getting here and my number one thing is never compare your journey to your journey to somebody else's because it's not your journey. You don't understand it. You know, I, I had a friend who had started a real estate business and became a multimillionaire in three years. And here I was still struggling and working way harder than him, I thought, in my own mind. But that was his that was his journey versus mine. And I've had faster success than a lot of other people I know. 
you know, so that's, that's a key, that's a key thing. That's, you actually keep something up in my head I hadn't thought about before, but actually I have thought about it. But when, when I see other friends of mine really successful in other industries right. and when I, when I first started cast influence and, and I've done other things in my life where I've started my own business and it didn't necessarily pan out the way I wanted to right away right. or whatever it is, that little bit of second guessing comes in your head. Maybe I should get into real estate. Yeah. Maybe I should, you know, like it, it, it well, real estate, it makes more millionaires than any other business, you know? And so yeah, we talked about Sparta real estate and, uh, that's, uh, that's our next venture is like now, you know, we're starting to get involved in, um, in commercial real estate. And, uh, that's just something that I want to do for, for a nest egg for the girls when they get older, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. And it's good to diversify in yeah, those ways. Absolutely. Sure. Um, so where uh, where do you see SCL's future going? Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you just bought this amazing gym. We're going to have some footage I'll actually attach with this um, of the actual uh, Sparta area where you mm -hmm. have the, the ring set up and just a really cool idea that's coming together for you. You have media. You have, obviously, your events. You're branching out into real estate, possibly. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about some of the community stuff here in a second. Where do you see this going? Um, What's next? Well, it, it's always funny. So, so far we, we've had two offers to sell Sparta Combat League and um, I don't want to do it. And somebody's like, what would you do if UFC came to you and they said, here's $5 million, go away. Would you do it? And those close to me know that it's sincere when I say no, because someday th this will be for sale, but when the mission's completed. Right. And we're not there yet. Like I want to become the number one sport, combat sports brand in the world that does boxing, kickboxing, MMA. Um, you know, we started doing these events that have the ring and the cage at the events. We debuted it at the Denver Coliseum in November and it does boxing and kickboxing in the ring. And then you have MMA in the cage. And then June 30th at Pepsi Center, we have the King of Sparta tournament where you got to win a boxing fight, a kickboxing fight, then an MMA fight for 10 grand and bragging rights. Who's the ultimate combat sports athlete? who's King of Sparta, you know? So ultimately, um, I wanna to continue to make this an international brand, a global brand, and become number one in the world at what we do. And then, you know, at that time, if, it, if it's time to sell, I've talked to a lot of other entrepreneurs and dream chasers, and they all have that one thing in common, like they either sold when it was right, or they regret that they, you know, they got rid of it. But ultimately, I'll know in my heart when, when this has run course, because everything runs course. Yeah, and you got a lot, like you said, yeah. you got a lot of vision still. Yeah, we're still working eight days a week. <laughs> yeah. So I, I always like to bring up the community focused stuff because right. uh, we, I mean, my company's also a PR firm, so we, we concentrate on that stuff. And, yeah. And, and it's very much uh, who you are as a person. Yeah. And, um, you know, I can't thank you enough for being as involved in the community as you are. Mm -hmm. I see it every day. Still, different social posts, whatever you're doing, getting mm -hmm. people involved, motivating people to get involved. What are all the things that you're doing, and how can people get involved in some of those? Oh, man, you know, we just uh, we had this talk on Saturday. Actually, you know, my wife did have an argument because uh, I again, my heart gets me in trouble and I, I volunteer for a lot of other 501Cs like when we don't have an event and you know, I got to focus more and hone it in on our stuff. But you know, with Sparta Combat League, I mean, we do everything uh, at 98% of our events, we raise money and uh, donate money to everything from childhood cancer to adult cancer, suicide prevention. We had a family that tragically lost their 18 year old son had hung himself, no note or anything, popular kid completely out of the blue. They needed 2000 
$2,000 for a headstone, we were able to raise that money in the event. So we do a lot of that. And then we do um, every year, the annual things we do is the SCL Christmas Crusade where nominated children get to come with uh, me and my team and they get $300 a piece at Target or Walmart to buy whatever they want for Christmas. And then every September we do the same thing, the shoe drive, they get $150 to buy either new shoes or school clothes for, um, you know, for themselves. And it's more meant for inner city kids that are going through a tough time or man, I, I know a lot of good people that they, you know, one of the spouses lost a job and they make too much to qualify for, you know, for, for assistance. It, it's really hard. And so we kind of find a lot of those families that slip through the cracks and uh, we're able to, to help them through some of the, you know, some of the tough times. So I would say follow us on uh, social media. My personal info is, you know, Jeff Cisneros. Uh, I'm all over social media or Jeff at SpartaCombatLeague.com, but we're always looking for volunteers on that stuff. Yeah, and one of the one of your personal stories that you like to bring up is the shoe story. Yeah, too. so yeah, so I was seven years old and I had never had a brand new pair of shoes. And uh, there was this local entrepreneur named Jesse, and he owned an ice sculpting business. And he was probably in his early twenties, I would say, at the time. And he'd always he he'd always be like, "Yo, homie, what's up with them shoes? You know, I had some some ragged shoes, but it's what we had." And uh, I was like, "Well, that's what I can afford." He's like, "What what size are you?" And I told him, and uh, the next day he brought a brand new pair of Air Jordans, and. Uh, you know, how's the old saying going a new pair of shoes can change your life. And it's so, it's so funny because it, I had like this level of self-esteem and confidence. And, uh, luckily for me, I grew up in an area where a lot of kids didn't have a lot. So the kid that had the Air Jordans was like the, you know, the odd one. And cause a lot of kids didn't have a lot, but man, it, it took it, it. I took that idea and we grew it from doing one kid to three to 10 to 30 to 50 children. And our goal for 2018 is to be able to help over a hundred children. Um, and actually want to expand, start to expanding the program into other States that we're in. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and I, you know what, I got to thank you for Thanks, being brother. involved because no, it, really it does mean a lot to me. Um, yep. having that much integrity is key. Um, one of our big missions in life is aspire to more and cast positive influence. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, uh, you, you are doing that and yeah. you are living that, which is fantastic. Um, I was just going to say too, real quick, I believe that if you have any form of success at all, that you owe it to your community to give back. And it doesn't mean monetarily. It means that you can go out and you can hand out, you know, I always tell my team, let's go hand out hot meals and hugs. We're not here to judge those that are homeless. And I can tell you from experience out there on the street and dealing with these people that 95% of the people have definitely done some stuff to put themselves there. Um, but there's 5% of people that literally we've had conversations with that just went through a tough time and they were paycheck to paycheck and, and things happened, you know, one thing led to another and they're on the street yeah yeah so it, it, we're actually all one paycheck away yeah absolutely being in bad bad shape oh so, absolutely um tell us a little bit about some of the events coming up yep. and uh how people can contact you yep. and uh i know one of them that i really want you to dig into is the uh king of sparta yep. because that one is so unique so niched it's gonna be a real cool event you got the pepsi center lockdown for yeah it, which is I think everyone's super stoked for that. So. Yeah, it's um, it's been a lifelong. It's another dream, man. Driving by it, always, I always, always tell people I was going to do Pepsi Center, and people laugh. And now we're doing Pepsi Center. And now I say, just look down south a little bit further. We're going to be doing Invesco Field by 2021. I'm going to make that happen. 
one way or the other. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But uh, yeah, so this Saturday we have a fight night that showcases the young rising talent in South Dakota, Rapid City. Um, I love that market. They've been very supportive to us. And we come back March 24th and we have uh, Budweiser Event Center. Uh, it's a huge arena, you know, holds 5,400 people. And we're showcasing our uh, welterweight, super welterweight uh, star, Anthony Adams, who's 6-0. and And he's one of the top prospects in the country. So it's exciting. And then we come back April 7th. We go to Seattle, April 14th, Boxing Denver, April 21st. We're actually doing two shows. We've got a show here in Colorado and one in Montana running that night. Um, so, you know, it's getting pretty crazy, but you could get tickets at SpartaCombatLeague.com. And for any of the listeners, uh, the code will be up for the next two weeks, code Justin, um, in the order notes, and it'll give you a, a 20% off discount. Awesome. And then Pepsi Center. You can't forget about that. King of Sparta, we're going to make combat sports history. It's never been done in the world before. We're going to have, you got to win a boxing fight and then a kickboxing fight, then an MMA fight um, all in one night for $10,000 and bragging rights uh, that you're the king of combat sports. That's amazing. I'm, I'm so looking forward to that event. I'm, Me too. I'm hooked on it. Being a martial artist in my past. Uh, yeah. That, to bring all those disciplines and knowing how difficult each one of those disciplines Absolutely. are in themselves. Absolutely going to be such a fun event. Um, I recommend anyone going to that if you're into uh, into this type of sport. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a great event. Well, plus it's our Army, it's our annual Army versus Marines night as well. So we have Army versus Marines event and we're actually honoring uh, the Vietnam veterans only that evening. So we're going to have 10 Vietnam veterans that are getting honored and we're working with some incredible 501Cs like Ranger Regroup, uh, For the Fallen and a couple other that we're going to be working with that we're going to donate a, a large portion of proceeds that night too. Okay. I mean, perfect. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I can't say how look how much I'm looking forward to that event. So, yeah, me too. Um, please go check it out, SpartaCombatLeague.com, um, and find Jeff on uh, Facebook. Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm even learning Snapchat. My five-year-old daughter is giving me some lessons <laughs> in it. You know, isn't it crazy technology we talk about? It's like, I'm pretty sure when I was five years old, I was drinking from the gutter and eating mud pies, and she's over here running social media for me. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Generation gaps, man. Generation You're right, gaps. yeah. Um, and I want to thank everyone listening today. Uh, this podcast will uh, be available on iTunes, um, SoundCloud, all the various areas that we post to YouTube. We can get to catch the video. Um, please do follow us. Uh, again, it's Influence Now, and we'll see you next time. Thanks. Take care, brother. Thank you.